Let's foray into Nevada's wild spaces. This is a half an hour adventure with the Nevada Department of Wildlife. This is Nevada Wild. Here on this Welcome to Nevada Wild, brought to you by the Nevada Department of Wildlife. I'm Ashley Sanchez, and today our co-host, Aaron Keller, is also our guest in a way. Um, We're going to have a conversation about, it's an annual podcast we've done the last few years. It's our shooting range grant program, which um, you are our outdoor education coordinator, and part of your job, a big part of it, deals with shooting ranges, so we're going to get all into that. Today. Yeah, this one should be pretty easy. We were brainstorming, you know, what do we do at the new year and uh, annually our shooting range grant application period opens. And so, yeah, last year, last couple of years, I think we've done a podcast just about the program. And and it so. worked out perfect because I was like, hey, what could we do a podcast on? And I was like, we've done our shooting grant program podcast the last few years. And then you were like, I just posted the application to the website. Yeah. So, it's open and there for people to apply. So could you explain what, what this even is so people know what <laughs> what they're applying for? Yeah, so the Department of Wildlife um, sub-grants um, a portion of our hunter education funding to local governments or um, whether that's a city or a county um, shooting range or to to either build a new range or to upgrade or enhance an existing range. So it could be anything from um, shade structures to picnic tables to um, safety measures like raising berms on existing ranges. Um, and so it's, it's kind of a, a broad stroke as far as like shooting range enhancement, but um, it leaves also leaves us a bunch of opportunity to, to help the counties and the cities out. Exactly. And then that's why we have this application is just members of the public. It could be really anyone who knows of a shooting range could apply, right? Yep. So a lot of times um, somebody will hear about the program and they'll figure out how to get the application, which is posted on our website under grants um, or grant opportunities. And then they'll meet with their city or their county to try to figure out some projects that they need to get on. That could be anything from Um, Weed control in Nevada, fire is a big um, concern. And so weed control around a shooting range is usually um, a good one. Um, But the main focus for us is hunter education and firearm safety. So we want to make sure that those projects are getting priority. So if somebody's like a hunter education instructor in their town and they want to work on their local range, then um, that's also included in the application so we can know who to reach out to. And you brought up a good point. You said it's all about hunter education for us. Why is it so important that we're keeping up with our shooting ranges for that reason? Um, Because it gives, um, not everybody wants to just go um, to the mountains to go shoot or out to the valley to go shoot outside of town. Um, There's a couple different types of shooters. One is that they want to go to a range. And then there's, because it's clean, it's nice, they have a nice rest, they know where it's going to be. They know that a lot of the people there are going to follow the rules that go with the shooting range and are going to be safe. Uh, But then there's also two different types of shooting range shooters. There's one type that likes to go where there's a range safety officer, which means there's somebody in charge telling them 
when it's safe to shoot, when you can't shoot, so then you can go check your targets, and it's very controlled. And then there's another type of range, which doesn't have range safety options. It's just open to the public, and come and go as you please, um, and you, you're you kind of on your own schedule. So you can come and shoot just a few rounds if you're getting your gun sighted in, or if you're somebody that wants to shoot a lot, you could stay there for as long as you want. Okay. So yeah. a lot of it does revolve around safety, too. It's the, the number one is safety. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we want to make sure that the range is safe, the direction of the range that they're shooting is safe, and uh, yeah, so those definitely get higher priority. If we have a, a risk management type concern, which we've had at some ranges in the past, those um, applications get bumped kind of to the top, and we want to take care of those issues right away. Um, we have minimum standards that we try to keep our ranges to, or as we put money into those ranges, and. Uh, so, yeah, we're trying to constantly be helping out, whether that's even just advice on um, local governments as they go to, you know, forward with the range or, you know, if we're, if it's actually our project, we'll be on the ground helping. Got it. So, so how does this process work? Someone fills out this application. Where does it go from there? So, it, it actually comes directly to me. Um, so, they fill out the application if they have any questions as they go through the application because it is... I actually went through and, and cut the application down a little bit this year. It was 10 pages. Now it's on, now it's five pages. I was going to say it still looks. It's pretty long, <laughs> but there there is a lot but of information. for good reason because yep. you're so, trying to make the best selection. Yep. So this and a lot of the information that's included here is, is used to, for our fiscal accounting. So for the grant itself. Um, but, yeah, this comes to me. If there's, you know, a, a whole bunch of applications, then – you know, we only have so much so much funding that we can provide. So, we'll we'll rank the um, applications based off of hunter education and shooting sports is the first the first criteria, and then on down it it, it goes through, and we'll pick the the as many as we can fund in that year, and it's all dependent on funding. So, um, and then we go through our shooting range process, shooting range gr- sub grant process to get the money out, and we'll get the project started as soon as we can. And I remember you've said in past podcasts on this topic that you um, say you submit an application. It doesn't it's not approved for that year. Aren't they shouldn't they keep applying because maybe it will in another year? Yeah. So the way that. um, Yeah, exactly. If they apply one year and they're not grant, you know, if we don't fund them, then, yeah, we would like them to to work towards that goal, whether that's small projects or just even just um, gearing up volunteers to get ready. Um, And then as the next year comes, yeah, we'll hopefully be able to fund them the following year. Yeah, we want to be able to, we want to put funding into the entire state. And so if your range is the only range in your area, then yeah, we'll try and plan on on putting funding into there as soon as possible. Exactly. So it just really matters uh, on who all applies and if there's like a shooting range i remember one year you did you fixed all the accessibility right or you made it more accessible yep um so that was probably a big undertaking so other projects may have been put off for that year but then they just apply again yeah so the one that you're talking about you know is is um ada parking Mm -hmm. spaces um we did uh ada accessible archery range so they could pull up in their vehicle, get out onto the pad um, in a wheelchair or and then get down to the shooting range and then shoot their arrows and then go pull their own arrows and come back and 
be self-sufficient, which I think is a really neat idea, and it definitely takes down some barriers to getting into shooting sports. Exactly. So those type of ranges definitely get um, get pulled to the top. and um, Like I remember you said like weed control as an example. That might be like lower, but of course you want to help. So right. um, keep applying. Another factor is if they're ready to go, right? If it's shovel ready type project where we don't have to plan, um, those projects could get funded right away. There are projects that we plan you know, for five years down the road. Mm -hmm. And those include engineering, architects, you know, like quite a bit of planning to go through um, before you ever spend a dollar on the actual moving their dirt. And so those ones that are kind of easy, low-hanging fruit, we'll, we'll pluck those off and, and keep them moving, especially if it's a range that we've put funding into in the past and we know the partners and we know kind of the process of their government and how that goes, then, yeah, those ones will get... That's good information to have. So like you said, keep working toward your goal. And then that actually makes it easier in the long run for you to uh, get the funding. Definitely. And and ranges that have worked with us in the past know this because I say it over and over. But as you take, there there's ranges in Nevada that haven't been funded or haven't been up, you know, kept up. And as we put funding into them or as the volunteers kind of get involved, the range starts to build steam like a train and they keep going and going and going and more people want to get involved the range becomes cleaner um the less trash is left there like trigger trash type on the shooting line or on the target line and people want to get involved and they want to help and so that kind of creates a buzz around the range and then that obviously makes the range better for everyone exactly yeah and then um we brought it up the ada accessible shooting range where is that just in case people are listening and they're like wait you so guys we've never said yeah we've done is. ada accessibility throughout the state but the one that I, we were talking about before is in winnemucca very very popular range um we get a lot of kudos and our, our volunteers have done a great job out there kent arian um has helped us out immensely and uh so yeah that's that's one range that that the ada accessibility has gone way up um obviously clark county shooting complex down in las vegas is a huge one top of the line state-of-the-art technology everywhere um you can ride around in a golf cart to get to different ranges like it's it's huge and uh so we have our staff that has a building there we have an education building it's over the top and okay. uh but then we have like little ranges that are you know that are just working their way up and they don't have as much use but they are great ranges and so if you're out in nevada and you're hunting and you need to drop into one of the ranges we we would hope that you would go you know to one of these ranges and and use it and um get enjoyment they're there it. to use yeah yeah for sure um we were joking last year that we wanted to strategically put some some smaller ranges or some micro ranges in areas we know a lot of hunters go to and try to build those up and it might only be one or two shooting benches and it might only be 100 to 200 yards but we could develop those little ranges in strategic places where we know that hunters would want to maybe swing in, check their rifle, make sure it's good to go or their muzzle muzzleloader and go hunting. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great, I'm sure people will be hearing this and they're going to be like, yeah, I would use that. Right. And so we need help with those locations. Mm -hmm. That's where we need help from the people that are listening is, you know, in areas where there's quite a few hunters that are going, you know, and, and it's a popular spot, maybe let us know. And we'll uh, we'll explore those avenues because there's there is some some 
um, permitting and there's a process to do it. You can't just go get a bulldozer and make a shooting range somewhere. There's a, if it's undisturbed ground, there's a whole bunch of things we have to go to to get that. But um, that's why landfills or what you know people call the dump, right? Mm -hmm. The waste management type areas. Um, those are disturbed ground. So that ground has been tilled up and then covered up to cover the the waste. And so we, we like to put ranges there because it's all disturbed and it's not going to really be, you're not going to go build a bunch of houses on a waste. Exactly. You know, dump. So shooting ranges fit great on, on dumps. And Interesting. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> a good spot. That's a fun fact right there. Yeah, it's a good spot. <laughs> um, well, I think that's a good place to take a break. I want to get into where some of our most recent grants have gone. Um, and also just where people could find shooting ranges around the state. So we'll get into that after this quick break. You're listening to Nevada Wild. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, leave us a review on iTunes and SoundCloud. For more information on hunting, fishing, boating, and all things wildlife, go to endow.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Nevada Wild. Today, our co-host, Aaron Keller, is our guest, and we are talking about our shooting range grant program. Before the break, we explained the program a little bit and the type of projects that funding can go to when someone gets this grant. Um, so I guess my next question is, what are some of the success stories or some of the projects we worked on more recently since the last time we recorded a podcast on this topic? Yeah, so this program has been, I mean, there's tons of, of success stories throughout yeah, the state. Probably, like, <laughs> I um, didn't frame that question well. <laughs> no worries. The, there's tons of success stories. And uh this program has been going on for a long time. Um, it comes, like I said, in the first half, it comes off of the the funding comes from our hunter education dollars. We're, and so we're parting off part of that. In the past, we set a, a specific budget for it. And in the, the last you know handful of years, we've been able to increase that budget, which is great because the projects um, have gone further, whether that's a bigger project or more projects. But either way, we've done way more in the last five years than um, throughout the state um, than we had in the past. Um, we've we we were able now to go to five-year projects. So it doesn't in the past the projects all had to be completed through our fiscal year, which is July 1st to June 30th, which is a short time frame to get construction done, um, especially on these on these bigger projects. So now we can go five years, which it opens up a ton of doors for us. Mm -hmm. um, we can plan for bigger projects. Like I said, in the first half, we can involve engineering, architecture. We can, um, we've built more buildings in the last handful of years than we had in the past, which is great because those are used as shooting, um, like shooting sports classrooms or hunter education classrooms, which are great. Um, allows the communities to have another gathering area to teach these type of things that we like to include into our programs um, as like hunter education or learn to shoot a shotgun or learn to shoot a rifle or a bow or a muzzleloader or, um, you know, the beginning steps to reloading or um, for our hunting side, you know, learn to shoot, learn to cook, learn to um, butcher a deer, mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. or, or wild game care or things like that that have really opened up our advanced hunter education side of our programs, which is awesome. And it's some of the most fun things that we get to teach every year. Exactly. Yep. Um, we also use those buildings to get together with our instructors. So our local volunteer instructors, we'll, you know, hold a, an academy where we'll teach them some things that they can use in their programs or we'll go through and evaluate the things that we've done last year and how we can make them better for this year. Um, we hold appreciation dinners there, which are really well attended by our local um, instructors. So there's tons of benefits to having a building. Um, and then also the match for new shooting range opportunity or shooting opportunities has gone down from tw- it, in the past, it was 75%, 25%. So 75% was provided by us, the department, and then 25% was um, in-kind match, which is match provided by the applicant. So that mm-hmm. could be volunteer time. It could be cash. It could be equipment. It could be a whole host of other materials or donations drummed up from the community, um, but provided from their side. Now it's 90% us and 10%. Oh, wow. So it's a lot less of a burden on the shooting range or the community, whether that's, you know, the city or the county to come up with, which it makes it great. It's great for um, brainstorming new projects, right? But with that, the projects have gotten, gotten a little bigger, which time will tell whether that's good or, or detrimental to the program because, you know, rather than a $30,000 project, they're able to, you know, 50000 or 60000 and, mm-hmm. and kind of make it a little bit bigger, which is, is good, I think, in the end. But, um, yeah, so it does, but it's less of a burden on the, on the local community. And that was going to be one of my questions was, is uh, how does the funding work exactly? So someone applies for the grant goes through their application goes through so they are required to pay 10 percent yep so the way that that officially how it works um is that they submit application to us we and say their application is approved we generate a sub grant with the with the city or the county and then as the project then as soon as that's signed we start the project we're moving dirt or whatever we're doing and the city or the county pays their contractor or whatever, however they want to do that, um, to do the work. And as they go through, they're able to submit reimbursements to the department of wildlife. Got it. So say okay. they go through and it's $10,000 that they paid. So then they show, they have to match that $10,000 at the time. So that could be a timesheet for volunteers or a donation or whatever it is to us. And then we just pay, we direct deposit ten $10,000 into their city's account or the the county's account to pay for that as soon as it's approved. Okay. So it, it, we try to keep that time frame as short as possible, right? Mm-hmm. We don't want them to be out any money, but it's um, it's just how our project works. And and so we collect the um, what's called the Duns number and the federal tax ID number and all this stuff to to make the process easier. We collect that upfront on the application. So when the time comes, it's a direct deposit to them, and it makes it you know, as fast as we can do it. Which is why this, we were saying how the application's long, but it, it makes it easier in the long run because yeah. they're providing all this information. So it makes it easier on me because yeah. I don't have to go <laughs> back and ask for more information from the applicant, whether that's, you know, the city of Ely or the city of Winnemucca or Humboldt County or 
wherever it is. I don't have to go back and forth with them a bunch of times to get these little pieces of information. It's just all in the application. Um, it tells the, you know, who the project manager is, manager is, and then who the fiscal manager is, because those sometimes in the city could be different. Um, where the range is, so I can go look at it if I don't know where it's at, or I can pull it up on Google Earth and kind of get an idea of where it's at. Um, what's offered there, whether that's archery, long range, short range, shotgun, something else I don't even know about, you know, and and we can include that on our website as shooting range opportunities. Um, for the public that somebody that's looking to shoot their bow they can go on we have an interactive map that we developed with the um, Fish and Wildlife Service a couple years ago and they can zoom in on our state and see where shooting ranges are throughout our state and then they can toggle between you know long range short range um, shotgun archery and there's a few other things that we're going to add in there this year um, whether there's a building, what type of facilities are there, whether they're ADA, com you know, accessible. And uh, so that's all stuff that's collected on our on our application. Got um, it. Which is cool. And that, that map is really handy if you're listening and you're looking for And that's for on our website, right? That's yep. what I was going to ask. They could find that on our website. Yep. And then you can website. see where we've put funding in throughout the state. Um, and, and I use it um, selfishly to see where – we've put money into but then also where there might be a need mm -hmm. so there's a couple towns in nevada um or cities in nevada that um have a range or we know that there's a range in the or around that town and uh but it's not showing up that we've funded them in recent years so i'm going to use those to to try to spread the wealth and then everybody can have a nice range. Yeah. Well, check that map out. It's on our, we is it on our Hunter Education page? Yep. Which is in our, we have a whole education section. Yep. Outdoor education. And then it's under Hunter Education. And uh, you can also just Google it through Fish and Wildlife Service as well. Um, but yeah, it's pretty cool. Nice. Well, before we're out of time, I want to get into some of the recent projects that we've funded this last year um, through this program. Yeah. So what are some of the big ones? Some of the bigger ones we've done this year is uh, our Carson City sh shooting range, um, rifle and pistol range, and it's we we cleaned up the entire range, um, all the shooting bays. We've raised all of the berms in between the ranges um, to over minimum standard, which is really tall, um, and so they're they're nice and clean. They're we've redone a bunch of the target lines there. Um, they used to be old railroad. Um, rails so kind of crazy there were you know metal rails out there yeah. that's what you're shooting at so we pulled all those and and put in nice new clean concrete um, target stands um, raised all the berms up like i said we've done a bunch of work on the actual shooting line paint signage um, we cleaned up the drains so when it snows or rains the drainage was kind of crazy there so we did that made a, the parking lot nice and clean um and then installed p two pit toilets so you know if you're there and you have to use the restroom you can go use you a can nice stay all day and you can ni have a nice, nice clean restroom <laughs> yeah <laughs> i always um bring up like if i was there if i had a daughter and i took her to the shooting range was trying to get her into shooting and then she had to go use a sandy hut or or there was no sandy huts at all that would probably be a negative that her, would be right? a barrier from uh, <laughs> taking you <laughs> or there your wife to, yeah right? your wife had to go use the <laughs> you know sagebrush to go to the bathroom that's not not a real pleasant experience so 
um, toilets are, are definitely needed at our ranges. Exactly. That's um, a big one. That's a big one. Um, the city of Ely um, put in a shooting range or enhanced their shooting range at the Steptoe Valley Trap and Skeet Club. And then also up on the hill, the rifle range is through White Pine County. So we have the county range and the city um, facilities there, which the county facilities are up on the hill. And we did a bunch of dirt work. We did a bunch of um, benches. Uh, we enhanced the short range. We enhanced the long range. Um, targets, uh, all sorts of great volunteer work out there has been done. And uh, so those are those are really cool. If you're out in Ely area, um, they're pretty awesome. Then down in Lincoln County, uh, we're working on one right now, still finishing it up, but another building with a classroom and um, trap range there uh close to pioch so that's pretty cool um and and like i said we're just we're trying to pick spots that don't have a range or have a range but it's not well used or it's not been kept up and we we have these ranges that people know about and we're just trying to put a little bit of funding in bring the range up to you know a little bit safer a little bit nicer and uh go around the state so and one more time, just why, what is the importance of having these shooting ranges around the state available for the public to use? It just provides more opportunity for people to shoot in a safe environment. Exactly. S so they have a nice clean bench. They have a nice flat surface that they can shoot. They know it's beyond their target. Um, a lot of times in Nevada, you're shooting in a um, gravel pit or you're shooting in, a s in an area that there might be, you know, dirt bikes or who knows what type of roads behind that um that area and this we know it's behind it we know it's safe you can go there you know during the hours that it's open um, some ranges are open 24 hours a day some ranges have a gate that closes you know at sunset and opens at sunrise some ranges around the state do have a nominal fee to shooters but that a lot of times goes back into the range so if it costs you a dollar two dollars um, that stays with the range and they use it to you know, empty the trash cans or clean the toilets or provide target stands or, and so, um, people like that. There's, we've, we've talked to shooters around the state and people like to have a clean range to go to, even if it does cost them a couple dollar donation. So, yeah, um, no. And that's what we're all about here at Endow is providing that opportunity, recreational opportunity, removing barriers, um, for people to get outdoors. And yeah. Try we want people activities. to try it for sure. Yeah. We want people to go to the range, try it out, um, learn to shoot, pick up another hobby, um, mm -hmm. take somebody new with them, show them that, you know, it's shooting a gun is not as scary as they might think, or, you know, it's easy to get into, or, you know, there's all sorts of opportunities, whether that's trap, skeet with a shotgun, um, archery, um, shooting a 22, mm -hmm. shooting a pellet gun, um, or then shooting long range. There's guys that shoot thousand yards at some of our ranges wow yeah so we'll get out there check out our different ranges also fill out this application if you know of a range that you want improvements at yeah if you know of a range um you can get my contact off of this um podcast description you can download the application meet with your local government and then uh, yeah give me a call or shoot me an email and we'll try and make it happen Yep. Well, thanks, Aaron, for sitting here as our guest today. No and thank you, everyone, for listening. That does it for this week's Nevada Wild.
Join us again next week for our next adventure, Nevada Wild. It's a production of the Nevada Department of Wildlife.